Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano, coming to you live from where are from, you? From my mom's house in Bedford Hills, New York. Old Bedford Hills. Now that's considered uh, Westchester, correct? That is considered Westchester, yes. I grew up... Uh, uh, a small hamlet over from here in Katona, New York. Katona, Bedford Hills, and Bedford Village together all make up the town of Bedford. A little history lesson from No Chill. Yeah, so I'm in, um, I'm in Bedford Hills. And how far is that from New York City? Give some location. Uh, it's about, it's approximately 40-ish miles north. Gotcha. Well, Prano, you're missed here at the Smut Studio. I'm once again sitting next to your centaur who has uh, been graciously looking at me and saying, we need the physical Joe Prano back in the Smut Studio. If we could just get the centaur like mouth to move, uh, I don't think I would ever come back. Really? That's bullshit. You know you miss, you know you miss the weather out here. I do, although I, I enjoy I enjoy the the New York weather as well. Like it's a little hot uh, for me right now, but I, it was nice this morning. I got up and I went and got a steak, egg, and cheese sandwich, and it was pouring rain. And I sat outside the deli under the little canopy, and I ate I ate a sandwich that you can only get in in place in places like New York. Certainly can't get them in California. Uh, while it was raining, and I was like, "This is my this is my East Coast day: an East Coast breakfast sandwich and some rain." Can't get either of these things in Venice. Yeah, man, that's my biggest knock on LA. I know you and I always talk about it: the lack of good deli sandwiches, deli meats, just like a good good sandwich and, and late night spots. I, I still haven't figured it out. You know, we both live in the West Side. I I just don't understand. We're right by Main Street in Santa Monica. How there's not a late night spot to grab a sandwich or a slice of pizza. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Because people in L.A. are pussies, and if they're up after midnight, they're doing blow, so they're not hungry. <laughs> like, I got to get up in the morning. I have a yoga lattes class, and I've got to get up in time to make my quinoa smoothie. And, and still get to class on time. So I'm going to have to go to bed at 1030. And then people are like, oh, well, instead of that, you just want to do blow all night? And they're like, sure, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not putting those carbs in my in my body at past midnight. I'm like a gremlin. I can't eat that past midnight. I, well, I turn well, into a monster. Blow's vegan, right? <laughs> is blow gluten-free? People in New York are like, is blow kosher? That's hilarious. I wonder what the cocaine. I wonder what the current state of cocaine is in in our country. Like, like, is it higher than the eighties? Is it lower? I would have no clue. As in, in terms of how prevalent it is. Yes. I gotta think that it's lower. You think it's lower? I gotta think. I mean, 
for a number of reasons, I, I could be totally wrong, but my gut would tell me that more people know about the dangers, more people know about, uh, more people know about like know people who have gotten addicted or died. More people are health conscious, and the United States government isn't currently, as far as we know, partnering with Colombian drug lords to fill the entire country with cocaine, despite also publicly having a war on drugs. But just those factors. <laughs> I gotcha. Just I... those few factors tell me it's probably less. Well, those sound like logical factors. Maybe, yeah. m- maybe we'll do a... DSPN investigates the current state of cocaine in America. That'd be great. I mean, that, 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 you know, I think that's maybe where the next leg, so to speak, of Dirty Sports is headed. Right? We turn into our own Vice, but but right. but even crazier stuff. Like, do you watch Vice? Um, not much, but I've seen it. Yeah, they do, they do some interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Did you pay attention, Prano, to the MVP voting for the NBA? I did. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. So some of those guys, some of those guys are on cocaine. Yeah, right. So no surprise here. Uh, James Harden won. We all saw that coming. Uh, he was basically what we call it a runaway MVP. Yeah, right. He got what? Uh, he got eighty-five of the. It basically got 85% of the first place votes. Yeah, he got he got 86 first place votes. And LeBron got 15? LeBron got 15, and no one else had a first place vote. Right. So thanks for fucking with our percentages by making it 101 votes. Yeah, so he is a runaway, and then... So, so this is how the voting finished. I'll just read off the top five. So it was James Harden... LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, people people were upset about like some of the how the the length of the list like, you know, kind of panned out. I actually don't really have a problem at all with it. I mean, I would have I'm surprised that Anthony Davis didn't get some first place votes. Um, I'm surprised LeBron James didn't get more first place votes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Harden, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Lillard, I mean, Westbrook, I, I'm kind of fine with that. I'm not at all. You mean, okay. you, you mean to tell me just looking at that list, you mean to tell me just looking at that list that not one player on the Golden State Warriors is a top five MVP candidate. I, I, I just find that that wild. But but, but that, you you didn't. So you're almost proving your own point by not saying you you can't. You're not telling me that Kevin Durant is like you didn't pick a guy. You said not one guy on the Warriors. Doesn't that prove it? Like because they have multiple guys. Well, he would be my guy because obviously Steph didn't play a lot of this season. He was injury prone. They have the best team sure. in basketball, and they didn't finish with the best record in their conference. Okay. Doesn't that say something about the fact that 
when Steph was they, – they were significantly worse than they've been in the past because Steph missed a bunch of games. But he's obviously not the league MVP this year, right? Yeah, I agree there. So and Kevin Durant's the league MVP for taking a, a, a Warriors squad that, that Steph Curry led to 73 wins to 60 wins and the two seed? Well, I mean, you're bringing up good points. I, I, I just think there's – my problem is I see too much uh, disparity going on here, Prano. Like, for example, let's talk about Russell Westbrook for a second. So he basically got the MVP last year, we agree, because he averaged a triple-double, correct? Right. First guy to average a triple-double in a season since, what, Oscar Robertson? Yeah. So a feat that had not been done in, what, 40, 50 years, whatever. He does it last year. He gets the MVP. He does it again this year, and now he's fifth in the voting. It's just, I, I see, to me, there, there's a big flawed logic in Well, that. look. Here, here's the flaw in the logic. The flaw in in logic is they're not they haven't given it to the most valuable player in the league in six years. LeBron James is the we do this every fucking year now. We, we, we do. basically have this. We we basically have the same conversation. There's two different things here. There's the NBA MVP award. And then there's the phrase it actually stands for, most valuable player. We got to stop saying most valuable player. There, it's not the most valuable player. MVP is a is you know an acronym for most very you know stat friendly player this year. Would, is basically would, what it is. Would you say the appropriate term would be most outstanding player? No, like no. LeBron James is the most outstanding player. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody that's doing the totals for the year in and showing that, and then under every one of those tweets where they're showing how LeBron James dominated James Harden in totals, they're going like, "Well, you know, technically, so LeBron uh, on a per game minute, like blah blah blah." It's like, yeah, so. Also valuable to your team is playing. Yeah, by the way, I hate that. I hate that. Let, let's bring that up. The, the stat was LeBron had more points, more rebounds, more assists, played more minutes, all, all the big numbers, and people were going to come and say, well, he played 10 more games. Which, which I understand that's true, and I'm not saying that that's always going to be the determining factor, all those stats. You have to consider... Where that person's playing, who they're playing with, and what kind of record they had. Like, the bottom line is LeBron James is the league's most valuable player. In the, in the new MVP voting, I'm fine with how it all kind of laid out because who, it, who was more valuable to the Warriors than – Damian Lillard was to the Trailblazers. Nobody. Like, they could have lost Steph or they could have lost Kevin Durant. But if they lost, you know, if if they lost the other guys picking up the slack, if the Trailblazers had lost Damian Lillard, I'm not sure that they are a playoff team. And I certainly don't think that they're the three seed. And obviously, Boogie Cousins isn't the most valuable player on the Pelicans because he went down and the Pelicans got better. 
Yeah. Now, like, so I'm okay for, like, bottom line is James Harden should have won the award if LeBron James didn't win the award. But, of course, LeBron James should win it always. He's the most valuable player. But it's not a valuable player award. It's just not. Well, that's a problem, and you're right. We do this every goddamn year, and I'm sick of doing it. And it was, dude, I used, even as a kid, I saw this. I felt the same way with Michael Jordan, even as a kid. It was the, it was the amount, the, I should say, the lack of MVPs that Michael Jordan should have won versus what he actually won. And I'm so sick of this shit. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. It's a goddamn, part- it, it, it's not a participation trophy, but in a way it is. It's like, we feel bad. That's what, that's what the whole premise of participation trophy is. We feel bad. Somebody else should get it. Should they? It's, it, it's the most valuable it, player. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the best fucking candidate. I'm so sick of Shaquille this shit. O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal has one MVP. Shaquille, there, and, therein and, and, lies and exactly. Kobe, and Kobe Bryant also has one MVP. Shaquille O'Neal has one MVP. And Kobe Bryant also has one. That Therein lies everything that you need to know about the MVP award. Shaq was the most dominant player in basketball for a fucking decade. Kobe Bryant was never the most valuable player in basketball ever. Not for one game. Not for one second. Never. Not when he scored 81. Never, never, never. They have the same amount of MVPs. But then this needs to be addressed. That's my point. This this is a major, I'll put it that far, a major problem, Joe, in the NBA. If we're giving awards to people who don't deserve them, just give the goddamn award to who deserves it. This is, dude, because, I look, let's bring up the other sports. I don't see this being a major problem. Now, you're going to have arguments every year, but I don't see this in baseball and football. I don't. A lot of times I'll agree, or if I don't necessarily agree, I understand why somebody else got an MVP. But this is a problem every year in the NBA. You know know what? It's it's not as much of a problem in baseball as it is other sports. I think baseball is a very stat-driven game, 162 games. There's There's an MVP for each league. And, you know, people people still have their issues. There are some people that thought Trout should have had an MVP the year Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think it's I think it's it's not quite as blatant in football, but I think it's I think it's as I think it's not as bad, but it's close. I think I mean, look at what happened to the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning showed up. And look at what happened to the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning left. He's essentially the LeBron James of football. And he was losing he was losing MVPs at times to Tom Brady, who leaves and they go eleven and five with Matt Castle. Like when you talk about value, if one guy leaves your team, you become destitute and you win one game, that that's the definition of value. Yeah. You're right. That's that, why it's like. That's why it's that, like the he, the Heisman Trophy is the most outstanding player. Define that however the fuck you want. Yeah. No, you are right. That is the definition of, of value, and and the importance of it. That's true. And it's and again, it's not a postseason award, right? We always say that it's not a postseason sure. award. These aren't postseason awards. So the idea that Tom Brady ever won an MVP over Peyton Manning because why? Because he took a team to the Super Bowl. No. Peyton Manning leaves your team. And again, Peyton Manning had his postseason failures. He did. No one's, no one's denying that, that that was the case. But 
if this is a regular season award, the guy who gets drafted, makes a team a 13-win team every year, makes him a contender every year, from going from the number one overall pick, the worst team in football, to every year contending, to gets hurt and they're the worst team in football again, that's value. That's how you define value. So we don't know what the definition at this point of value is, voter-wise. Well, no, I, I mean, it, it, so the, my, my point is, let's just stop even saying valuable. Like, let's stop. Like, don't say James Harden won the most valuable player. Just say he won the MVP. Just say he won the Heisman. Just say he won. Call it the Jerry West Award. Call it the fucking whatever. Just, like, call it MVP and put that in quotes. I don't care. But just stop saying valuable. Yeah, well, it's, it's just it's just wrong, and, and it happens all the goddamn time. And I'm, because I, look, look, Mike D'Antoni is the MVP maker. He fucking like this isn't a coincidence at all. Uh, he, he understands usage. He understands having one. He he understands having everything run through one guy. Have, pick and rolls, match up problems. He, that's exactly what he did. He put the ball in James Harden's hands. He causes matchup problems, and James Harden either scores or passes. He is creating all of these points. Yeah. But the bottom line is that doesn't mean he's more valuable than LeBron James was to the Cavs. Because without, without, without fucking James Harden, Mike D'Antoni makes Chris Paul that guy. Without Chris Paul... Mike D'Antoni makes Jeremy Lin that guy. Without Jeremy Lin, he makes Steve Nash that guy. He makes Chris Duhon that guy. He's going to find a guy to do that role and create all of that offense. Without LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been retracted. But that's just too obvious. It's one of those things, again, dude, we hammer it home all the time, but these fucking sports writers, man. Like you're, 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 let me put it this way. Your job is to cover sports. You're watching sports. That is your job. Now you and I watch a lot of sports, but we're not, you know, we're not sports reporters. We're not we're like, we're just fucking comics who give our takes, who enjoy sports. But common sense should show you that, that you take LeBron again, value. We're talking value off the Cavaliers. They win 30 games. Just like right. just like when he left and they had Kyrie Irving, the number one pick, it didn't matter. They weren't winning games, guys. Right. They they he he's he's Peyton Manning. They got LeBron James because they were the worst team in basketball. He took them to an NBA Finals. He left. They got Kyrie Irving because they were one of the worst teams in basketball. He came back. They won. They went to finals and won them. When he leaves again, they're going to be a fucking lottery team again. That is. I mean, it's not hard to understand value. It's yeah. not, it's, you know, I think the problem the NBA has with this award is, and I don't think they have a problem because I think that this is the way they want it to go. And they just need, you know, so that we don't have to do this every year. They should just say it's not the most valuable player. It's the MVP. Because if they were saying, hey, if there, was a, if there was a notice that went out to these guys saying, we want you to determine which player is most valuable to their team. That was like sort of in the definition because it sort of goes, you know, it's sort of like they've just made it what they want it to be. But if they were, if anybody was going by that def- definition, he'd have won every year for the last 12 years. Yeah. You know who my MVP is? 
Who's that? SeatGeek. Or I should say MVA, most valuable app. Because SeatGeek, time and time again, Joe Prano, has never let me down. Have they ever let you down? They haven't. And you know what? I'll tell you what SeatGeek does that the NBA doesn't. You go in there and it actually says the word value. They were like, this is a 9.0 value. They're now rating things by value. They're like, this ticket normally costs this much. But it's costing this much left. Look at the difference in value. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I was on SeatGeek last night. True story. You're going to be surprised at this one. I actually was looking for possible Madonna tickets. Because I, I was listening to a lot of Madonna last night. And I decided I want to see Madonna with all gay men. Because that's the only Madonna experience you want to get. Well, right? th- I know how you can uh, achieve this. How? Go to a Madonna concert. Exactly. And that's what I was doing. That's, that's who's going to be there, Andy. <laughs> I, well, well, that's a good point. But, 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 I, but I put out the bad signal to, uh, to my gay friends, and they said they were in to set up an all-Madonna event, which you were right, which would mostly be all gay men. Uh, sadly, Madonna, not on, not on tour right now. So there's, there was nothing available on SeatGeek. But I did find a bunch of other great deals on SeatGeek for not only concerts, comedy shows, sports, you name it. It's all available, guys. Best of all, all the listeners, that's you guys, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. It's a great deal. I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of it, guys. 20 bucks back. We all want money. You know what you should look for on SeatGeek, Andy? What's that? Madonna. Who, who's that? that that's uh, Madonna, but a guy named Dan does it in drag. That'd be kind of fun. Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Have, you seen, have you seen Madonna? No. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not... Gonna... I'm not... I'm not sure Madonna is actually a thing, but I assume it is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were messing with me there or if you were. I, assu- I assume that there's a drag queen that does Madonna and his name is Dan. I just, I just have to think that that exists out there. And if not, I'd like to see you as Madonna. Oh, yeah. Stru- you, do you want to hear a fucking hilarious story? Yeah, go for it. I went to, for Halloween as Madonna as a kid. Ah. Fishnet stockings, high heels. <laughs> that is hilarious. Se- sequin dress, how, Madonna mask. How old were you? Maybe 10. Why, what made you go as Madonna? Uh, I just thought it would be funny to like kind of troll everybody. I was like, I, you know, I'm 10 years old. I, wasn't, I didn't have the, the tuft of chest hair yet. So I, I, went, I was a little skinny kid. I was like, I'm going to put on fishnet stockings, high heels, a sequin dress, and a Madonna mask, people aren't going to know if I'm a boy or a girl. And you chose Madonna as the female you wanted to go as. Well, because she had a, you know, she had a mask. That's right. She was huge. Yeah, man. I kind of nailed it walking in, uh, in high heels. Always been an athlete, Andy. Man, well, you know, we might have to get you out to a, a drag show in West Hollywood. Bring, bring, bring back Joey. Madonna. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I, I was trying to think of something funny. Nothing came to mind. I was trying to, th- but because this is also, I was like, I don't want to say something t- that's going to offend somebody, right? 
Right. We live in that why age. Start, why, why start now? We, we, yeah, good point. We live in that age, Prano. They're watching. The yeah. So, the social justice warriors are watching. Did, did you like, I, I tweeted out that, I, I put the Make America Great Again Spider-Man pointing at the social justice warrior. Did you see that? I, I thought of I, you. I thought of you when I tweeted that out. I did not. Yeah, I basically took the, the infamous Spider-Man meme and slapped a, a MAGA on one Spider-Man and the SJW on another Spider-Man. It's like, they're the same people. Don't be fooled. How'd that go? Eh, you know, some people liked it. It wasn't like a banging tweet, but... <laughs> banging's your new word, I've, I've figured out, by the way. Have I been using banging a lot? I, I just listened to the episode of The Den with you and Justin Wood. You're like, this banging comic, this show's banging, banging comics go here. It was banging. Wait until you listen to the new Dent Report, The Stripper. I say interesting maybe 400 times. I listened to it. I've been traveling a lot all over New York. Lots of trains, planes, and automobiles. I've been, I've been plowing through podcasts. Yeah. And speaking now, of plowing through now, po- podcasts. Go, go for it. You know where I'm going. Guys, quick reminder. Joe's other podcast with our good friend, the other Andy, Dirty Slides is on its own feed. I'm going to plug it again because I, I think I think we still have people who are confused by this, Prano. Yeah. It's on its own feed. In fact, great news. Dirty Slides cracked the top 50 on the iTunes charts, and that's all because of you guys did an amazing job leaving reviews and ratings. Keep doing that. So search Dirty Slides in iTunes. It's got its own feed for not only iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Again, guys, it's on its own feed. And I want to I make uh, a mention of something. First of all, thank you guys all who have subscribed and who are listening, who have rated and reviewed. Uh, for those of you who haven't done it, please go for it. And for the, for the third group of you guys, I've seen a few people um, under the dirty slides, like retweets of rate, review, and subscribe. Some people were like, I don't, I'm not a baseball guy. And it's like, that really doesn't matter. I mean, Laz and I, Sistaro and I, Laz and Telly, uh, I mean, we break off from that so much. I mean, Pizza Star and I, I, I think we talked baseball for 20 minutes. Like, I even put in the description, this is a podcast about life and baseball. Baseball is just kind of the baseline, but, you know, we go everywhere with it. Just like on this show, we, we leave sports often. I mean, we just talked about me dressing up in drag when I was 10. <laughs> it's a very so, good point, yeah. So, if just because you're not a baseball guy, uh, I, I would... I highly suggest you check it out, listen to a couple episodes, and uh, then decide whether or not you like it. In fact, the hot segment that you guys do, Dude or Not a Dude. Oh, yeah. That's barely – That's I, I mean that's, that's only slightly ba- a baseball discussion. And when you do do baseball, excellent insight. You know, that's where I get my baseball insight. I'm not, I'm not going to fucking Tim Kirchin or any of those <laughs> cheddar dicks. I go, I go to Prano and fucking last. They, they know their shit. So subscribe, Dirty Slides, like Joe said, drop a review, drop a rating. It takes two seconds. Uh, we got to finish up some NBA stuff real quick, Prano. Okay. So Paul George is officially, as of today, opting out. Now, this doesn't mean that he's uh, leaving OKC. He might just sign, uh, what, what, a longer deal, or he could leave. Well, what are the options on the table right now for Paul George? Yeah. 
basically he he's now a free agent. He can he can sign wherever he wants. Um and the, you know, he obviously had he was going to get paid decently and so, you know, a, another player in his situation um might say, "Hey, uh, it would be dumb for me not to pick up the options." AKA Carmelo Anthony. You know, Carmelo Anthony is like, dude, no one's going to give me anywhere near $27 million. I have to take this option. Paul knows, Paul knows he still has value. So he, you know, wants to see what his options are. Maybe he wants to go to the Lakers. Maybe he wants to go to the Cavs to join LeBron. Maybe they're both going to Philly. I don't know. Um, there's a lot in place with, you know, a lot of dominoes still have to fall. Where's Kawhi going? Where's LeBron going? And in the NBA now, if you're a guy like Paul George, why would you commit yourself even for one more year to OKC when you know you're not going to be able to fill much more talent as both both Westbrook and Mello are criminally overpaid? And you know exactly what you had last year. You got your ass kicked by the Utah Jazz. Now, if you're Paul George, where would you go? I mean, see, he's the one... I've been saying that the LeBron to the Lakers thing doesn't make sense to me. And I've also understand that Kawhi to the Lakers, if Pop can stop it, doesn't really make sense either. But Paul George to the Lakers, an L.A. guy, he's been hinting at this for fucking years. Fine. Go to the Lakers. Yeah. He's from here. Where's he from? Palmdale or Palms? I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. I just know that everybody always says he's from here. Yeah, I want to say he's from, from there. I want to say, is Palmdale City out here? Palms? Yeah, yeah, Palmdale. I want to say he's from Palmdale. Palms is where you go to Trader Joe's, bro. True, that's a street. That, that's that's certainly not where Paul George is from. He's not from the Trader Joe's land. No. So he is from out here, and yeah, I'm I'm sick of hearing that. He went to what Fresno State. Uh, I don't know why. What's going on out there, buddy? All the sirens. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. They, they, something. There might have been the first murder in the history of the town of Bedford, <laughs> because I, I, I didn't hear a siren from age twelve to seventeen. Now I've heard three of them come by. They were out of control. The uh, I got up about eight a.m. this morning. Helicopters were going everywhere here, and then last night was out of control. There was a big homeless fight on Fourth Street. Nice. Yeah. Do, does bumfights.com still exist? <laughs> remember that? Do you remember that website? I don't. I I do remember it. Yeah, I always wonder about stuff like that. I'm like, is Rate My Poo still up? <laughs> By the way, but when when I think of bumfights.com, I think of I I for some reason I think I really think of like your brothers just sitting down popcorn and watching that. Like that sounds oh, like something yeah. your brothers would really enjoy. Oh, I I love that you don't think instead of just sitting down and watching it that my brothers weren't putting goodie bags together and going down to homeless infested areas of New York City and being like, okay, winner gets this. Ready? Action. <laughs> my brother's like, this got a bar of soap, a fucking bottle of old English, and a pillow and, and an air, and an airplane pillow. Winner takes it. Ready? Fight. <laughs> Unbel- <laughs> unbelievable. He'd be like, he'd be like. Bow to Mikey holding the gift bag. Bow to each other and fight. <laughs> oh, that's great, Frano. So Austin Rivers traded. Doc's boy gone. Traded to the Wizards for uh, Marcin Gortat. 
This is an interesting move. Well, first of all, it's interesting because Doc Rivers no longer the GM. First offseason, Austin Rivers gone. Can't say that's a surprise. Now, Jerry West isn't technically the Clippers GM, but is he, is he the one making this move? I don't know, uh, but I know Doc Rivers isn't their GM anymore. Exactly. So that's more, I think. I, I don't think it really matters who is their uh, GM. I think it matters who isn't. Who isn't is Doc Rivers, and so why would anybody want Doc Rivers' son? I don't hate Austin Rivers' game, um, but he, but his, like, they just used him too much, and they were you know, focused on him as a player too much. Um, Marcin Gortat. He's old. I, he's th- dude, I looked it up. He's 34. Yeah, he's old. But th- I think this is still a move where they're, I mean, they're certainly not going Gortat, DeAndre Jordan, Twin Towers strategy. No I, mean, no, I think the move for the Clippers is they think DeAndre is going to leave and they're, and you know, Gortat, I don't know what to deal with his contract is. I think they're trying to free up cap space to try to land somebody or, right. or two players. Yeah. And I, I, and I like this. I like this move. Uh, I, you know, I guess this is also a move for the Wizards to have a dual guard backup situation because obviously Austin Rivers can play either position. But, like, I mean, is that – is that the, the I don't I I think the Wizards are going to certainly need some help or they're going to quickly fall off. Uh, you know, there was a, it was just a couple of years ago where they were like a two seed, right, or a three seed, and now they're already kind of. I I just feel like their window's closing fast unless they find something to do. And they have basically the same team. Yeah, I mean, talk about a guy. Talk about you know, for all the heat Kevin Durant has taken from for going to the Warriors. That was a big that was a big not move for him too, not going back home and playing for the Wizards. They had a nice little team. Kevin Durant would have made them a legit contender. Yeah, he, he, he would have. Yeah, and he bitched out. You're right. That would have been an interesting move. He joins uh Wall and Beal. That that would have been a real interesting move. And those would have been some good playoffs, man. Yeah. With Cleveland, Boston. Now you have the Sixers emerging. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I do like the trade, though. I agree with you. I like it. And uh, I'm going to laugh if DeAndre Jordan ends up going to the Mavs after all, after all that bullshit years later, right? Well, but who wants DeAndre Jordan at this point? Like, dude, I don't. Do you, know what, he, you know what he is? I understand that he's, I understand he's a big time rebounder. I understand he's a big time finisher. I understand that he defends a little bit. But. He's Dwight Howard. I was literally about to say that. If you don't have a jump shot, you have no fucking use to me in today's NBA. Bottom line, end of story, you have no use to me. You got to be able to shoot. Uh, you, You certainly have no use to me if you're commanding a certain level of money. Now, if you're a role player, that's a different fucking story. He could be JaVale McGee. But they don't want that. You know, he's he's getting paid twenty three million dollars to block shots and get rebounds. And, and, and I get, I, yeah, and I get he gets plenty of points on the inside. But like, if you just limit the team, you limit you limit the offense, and then you also limit their spending. So, like, I can't think of a single team that I'd be the GM of that I would want DeAndre Jordan for the money he makes. I can't think of a single one. Yeah. Well, I think it's even obvious in the draft. You know, I was 
looking at what everybody was saying about the Lakers and how they drafted and because I thought it was some interesting moves that, you know, they drafted Mo Wagner and then that other foreign guy, basically both big men that can shoot. And, yeah. and, and I was reading, you know, I was reading the LA times and magic Johnson was basically saying, look, man, these aren't banging. Like this, this is a, this is a new NBA. These guys can both shoot. We were one of the worst shooting teams from three point range in the NBA. We need guys who can stretch the floor. And that's where the league's at. Dude, you look at every team has that. The big guy who can shoot. I mean, even Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, these guys can all shoot threes. Well, what is DeAndre Jordan doing? Alley-oops? Like, dude, that's that's just not today's NBA. Right. So you're, you're worthless. And I agree with you as far as if you're a role player, that's one thing. Dude, you're $23 million a year. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see where everything heads. I, I think, obviously, we're all following the, the LeBron, the Kawhi stuff. And uh, I have a feeling it's going to be sorted out sooner than I thought. Yeah, well, like, I mean, did you think, I, I, I think that they're. I think LeBron it, knows where he's going, for sure. You think he does already? Yes, and you don't think it matters where Paul George goes, where Kawhi goes? I, well, I think that's part of it. I, I shouldn't say he knows where he's going. He He's trying to get – he's trying to figure it out. I think if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, LeBron ends up there. But, like, is that Lakers team with Kawhi coming off an injury and LeBron, is that challenge the Warriors? No, not in my opinion. Like, that's got to be his goal right now, right? With Luke Walden coaching, with like, first of all, you can't give up. I, I, LeBron's essentially the point guard, so you can give up ball, but like, can you give up? You can't give up Kuzma and Ingram, right? I mean, yeah. If they're if the Lakers are going to go after Kawhi, that's, dude, I'm seeing reports as far as, as, as much as Ingram, Kuzma, and a first round pick. I'm like, that's absurd. Yeah. That's way too much to give up for Kawhi. But that's what, if that, like, it's just how desperate the Lakers are and how how well Pop can play. If Pop can play and get that from him, I could totally see it happening because the Lakers are like, we've got to get back. We've got to get back. We've got to get back. And they'll, and they'll get, you know, a lot of things can happen. You know, injuries. We don't know who the Warriors are going to be able to sign. We don't know who the Warriors are not going to be able to sign. Yeah, you know they're they're obviously going to make some moves so they don't have six centers sitting on their bench anymore. Sure, but but and trust me, I give LeBron more of a chance than anybody, regardless of what team he goes to. But you have to be thinking about the, just the Warriors. That's got to be what you what you're thinking about if you're LeBron in terms of. You need, for the idiots out there, championships. Yeah. I don't know, man. Obviously, we'll, we'll all be following uh, following it closely. Have you watched any World Cup? I have, yeah. The Germans are out, which is nice. The Germans. They, they, I saw the stat. They have made the World Cup quarterfinals... Uh, basically every World Cup since 1954. So they've made it to the final round of eight teams every year since 54, and they are the defending World Cup champs, and they went down. I do like seeing that. I do like seeing Germany. Just, just something about Germany. You just like seeing them lose. 
I agree. I don't know if that's because of the whole World War II thing. I think a lot of I it mean, plays into it. They're they're not super warm people. No, I mean they're again, not. A, they're they're not. You know. In fact, when I think of all the Mexicans I know and all the Germans I know, I'm like, I'd rather hang out with those Mexicans ten times out of ten. Don't get me wrong, I like sausage and a good fucking a nice a nice German beer, but yeah, I mean, I don't want I don't want to diss my uh, my heritage. You know, sorry, Walt Ruther and, and all your bloodline of, of of basically all Germans, but they are not a warm people. In fact, South Park did a whole episode at how they were, you know, the basically the worst country ever for laughing. And I'll say that's evident in the hostel show that I do weekly. The Germans are without a doubt the hardest people to get to laugh. It's like, dude, you did some awful shit a long time ago, like 70 years ago, and I know it's awful. But like we can laugh finally, like fucking laugh. Yeah, like, like we got Nazi, we got Nazis here now, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like get over it. But yeah, Germany is 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 done. Prano, I'll be honest, I have not watched, uh, I have not watched any World Cup since the weekend. You're so funny. You were like, you didn't watch any World Cup. Then Tug got you into the World Cup. You watched two games, and then you haven't watched the World Cup again. Well, I just, dude. Uh, th- I got shit going on during the day, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching it a ton, but I, I usually catch I usually catch part of both uh, part of multiple games every day. Well, what I want to talk about is this amazing story that I got tipped off to. Remember our, our buddy Caleb Bacon, who was on uh, an early Dirty Sports back in the day. Who was that? Caleb Bacon. Oh, yeah. So Caleb DM'd us, because uh, I think he listens to the show. Caleb DM'd us a great story. The headline says, fake World Cup trophies used to smuggle cocaine marijuana. So this is out of Argentina. Police have cracked down on a gang that was using replica FIFA World Cup trophies to smuggle drugs. And, and they show these pictures. They were smuggling marijuana cocaine and crack cocaine and cash according to uh some paper uh members of the gang called narcos de la copa managed to stuff 10 kilograms of cocaine into replica world cup trophies they also found 20 kilograms of marijuana and 1800 doses of crack cocaine along with nearly 1500 dollars in cash uh narcos de la copa i'm not i didn't never took spanish but does that loosely translate into drug dealers of the cup (laughs) <laughs> that's what it sounds like, right? Maybe that's why you guys got busted. <laughs> hey, we're drug dealers of the cup. Oh, so those World Cups you're selling. <laughs> isn't also isn't that the plot of traffic? Didn't they take like little trophies and like put them in water and then they turned into cocaine? <laughs> you you want to hear something that sounds awful because a lot of it was filmed in Cincinnati. I've actually never seen traffic. Wow. How bad is that? pretty bad it was a great movie i know and again filmed a lot of it filmed in my hometown in fact i think they were i don't know if they were sued uh i don't even know if they used the right school name i know you know cincinnati country day one of the the very ritzy private schools in cincinnati i think might have been mentioned in the movie and i think there might have even been a lawsuit because oh she yeah his michael douglas's daughter goes uh, there goes there and then she ends up going into like a fucking crack den in her 
schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, she goes into uh, talk about wank material. Yeah, she goes. Uh, she goes to over the Rhine in Cincinnati, which is a uh, that's that's the infamous area that Tripoli always talks about. Tripoli, yeah. all, Tripoli always brings up that area he went. I think with Rogan or something in Cincinnati where it was awful. I'm like, yeah, that's over the Rhine. Uh, it, it's awful. Uh, yeah, so th- th- that's the kind of World Cup news that I'm paying attention to. Prano is uh, drug smuggling, sex. I, I really did enjoy, though, I don't know if you saw the video of the Mexican fans holding up the South Korean guy after, you know, Mexico gets waxed yesterday by Sweden, 3 nothing, but because South Korea beats Germany, it eliminates Germany, which then propels Mexico right to the knockout round. Did you, did you see the video by any chance? I did, yeah. <laughs> you know what I love about that video? The South Korean guy looks terrified. Like, he has no idea what's going on. And it's a bunch of Mexican dudes holding him up, doing chants in Spanish. I love, I love seeing yo fools in Russia. Yeah. I I was talking to Michael Madgett about this on the phone yesterday, and we were laughing. That's one of the things I do love about the World Cup. Whenever again would people from different countries, especially Mexicans, ever go to russia it's a great question right, like, uh pro- probably never that's what i'm saying like there, there's no reason mexicans would ever go to russia but seeing them in russia yo fool, yo fool why is this line for bread so long <laughs> yo man the line for panera is fucking mucho long bro yo man what's up yo, with go go for it yo fool i brought i brought these levi jeans who wants them two hundred dollars each <laughs> Dude, I just think it's so fucking funny. Just the thought of seeing Mexicans in just a completely different atmosphere. I just see, I just see Mexicans like hanging out, like doing like going shopping. And he's like, "Yo, fool, look at this. This doll has a doll inside of it, and that doll has a doll inside of it, bro. And check this out, bro. That doll has a doll inside of it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, bro. How do they even do this?" I bet we could hide drugs in there, bro. You could hide drugs <laughs> on top of drugs on top of drugs. Did you see the Brazilians that did a funeral for Germany? No, I didn't see that. They literally just like put a coffin. They've had multiple coffins covered in German flags and walked them down the street. They, they held a they held a funeral for the Germans uh, being eliminated. That's some savage, amazing shit right there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. That's the thing I really do love about soccer is the fans. You know, obviously I have issues with the game and all that, but I, I can get past that. The fans. In fact, I, I might go as far to say are soccer fans, especially for rooting for their country, is there a more savage, funny, entertaining group of fans? Like, can you think of any? My, uh. my, my point is, like, Bill's Mafia gets all this credit, but. You and I both kind of decided last football season, okay, how many fucking tables is somebody going to be slammed through? Like, yeah. soccer fans are legit. Like, they're nuts. I agree. I, but it's I, also like, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like there's also this, like, built-in, like, excitement because they're like, oh, my God, is anything going to happen in this game? And then, like, when when the one thing that happens in a soccer game finally happens, everybody just the whole country loses its mind. Yeah, I'm like not- I don't know. I don't know if you saw the video. They had a 
they had like a they had like a wide shot with sound of like Sao Paulo and you could hear when Brazil scored a goal. Like No, that's cool though. Of the city. Like cars start honking, fireworks start going off. Cause they're like, We are playing today. And I will tell you something. If something happens, if just one thing happens, we're going to go fucking crazy. Have you ever been to Brazil? I would love to no, go to Brazil. I want to go to Brazil so bad. Great surfing in Brazil. Also, the women. Dude, holy shit on the women. Brazilian professional volleyball player. That's what I'm looking for. That's my that's my very specific, like that's it. You that's set the my, bar, you set the bar high. I'm just like Brazilian yeah. girl. That's it. Like Brazilian chicks are fun, man. I need a tall I need a tall Brazilian athlete to create a superhuman with. I went on so I met this girl shit, Prano, it was probably eight years ago. I met her they used to do comedy, which doesn't exist anymore, at Westwood Bruco, uh a campus bar on on UCLA's campus. And they used to do comedy basically every night of the week. They had this room up top where people would be working shit out and uh it was kind of a shit show, but it was a good room, especially for us West Siders. I met this cute Brazilian girl there who was an exchange student. And uh, we exchanged numbers. And she came down to Venice. We had, like, a nice date. We're, like, I'm, like, showing around Venice. We're, uh, we're, we're walking the canals. It's, it's, it's this date, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she comes back here. I, dude, I literally cooked for us. And then I took her. She took the – she didn't have a car. She took the bus from UCLA's campus to here and uh, just smoking hot girl. And then as we're driving back, I'm like, yeah, I had a really good time. And she straight up was like, dude, I don't think I'm ever going to see you again. And I was like, why? And she's like, you didn't make a move. And it was so crazy. I'm like, what? She's like, we were in your apartment. And I thought for sure you were going to make a move to start kissing me. And you didn't. And she's like, you know, we're, we're, we're all about just acting on it in Brazil. Oh, damn. Ruther got... Fuck it. She, she was like, time's up, bro. Yo, she was straight up, time's up. And and this is as I'm driving. I'm like, wait, are you serious? She's like, yeah, man. Like, I had a great time today. You're such a nice guy. You showed me around. You cooked for me. She's like, I was like, well, what's his deal? Why is he going to make a move? And you didn't make a move. And she's like, I'm not about that. Like, you know, I, I don't want to see you anymore. Wow. So you talk about a mind fuck, because then it's like, wait, wait, now I got to be extra aggressive with girls. But I think that's Dude, like a- it's 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 just like soccer. She was like, if just one thing happens, <laughs> we're gonna go crazy. I and, know. It, and your date ended nil nil, bro. My date ended pathetically, man. Especially with like a like a hot Brazilian. You talk about blowing it, bro. I don't. I don't. I, I think. So now, I, so, so now you immediately go to finger blasting, whether they're old, young, do- they're masturbating dogs, they're fucking drunk. Doesn't matter. You're like, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> I gotta make a move. Um. So yeah, that's our World Cup coverage. We we, we did fair amount of coverage, right, Prado? Is, is that good enough for the show? I feel like, I feel like we've done. That's. Does, do people do more World Cup coverage than that? I don't know. I, I saw somebody somebody tweeted and put us on blast. Like, you said you'd never talk soccer. Here you are. Like, we say a lot of shit and then just go back on it. Like, like us saying we're not going to talk soccer, we're going to end up talking some sort of soccer. If I, I mean, we just talked about you fucking finger blasting a Brazilian. Like, I don't, like, is that soccer talk? 
God, everybody is a fucking everybody's a goddamn critic. Here's my advice: start your own podcast that no one will fucking listen to. <laughs> Dude, everyone is a critic. Everyone's so uh, angry. Could you could you guys talk LeBron James a little bit more? I feel like I'm not getting enough LeBron James talk. Cool. Talk about go start a fucking podcast and talk about fucking soccer and the fucking you know the goddamn Minnesota Twins. Have at it. Like I don't care. Yeah, it is funny though. I, I always find online criticisms like that funny because how do how does someone like that think we're going to react? Saying you said you'd never talk soccer, but you guys are talking soccer. Like how are we supposed to react to that? Like, like we're going to listen to that person. I mean, also, what do they think our like our meetings are like before the show? Half the time, I don't fucking read the rundown. Do they sit there think we're sitting there and we're going? Well, it's end of June, basketball's over, free agency hasn't started yet, uh, football's between OTA sec- sessions, baseball's in the doldrums of summer, and the World Cup is happening. What what should we talk? <laughs> yeah. You, well, we can't talk uh we can't talk soccer, Andy, because we said we'd never do it. Take me through your thought process, troll. Take me through your thought process, show provider. Anyway, I do want to talk some baseball, but before we do that, Prano, I'm dressed like a slob today. I need to put on some flag and anthem gear because we're on YouTube, and I'm currently in uh, in a lovely uh, Donkey Tees T-shirt, but sweatpants, no shoes, no socks right now. I need to get some flag and anthem gear. Well, I, I know what you're doing, and you're trying to lure in that that foot fetish guy for some more YouTube comments. Yes. W- w- good job thusting. I am currently in uh, some dark gray flag and anthem jeans and a nice – oh, my favorite – this is this is honestly, especially here in the hot New York weather, my favorite fucking thing at this point. I am obsessed with these super thin pocket tees. I have a blue pocket tee and some gray jeans. I my my suitcase is basically just a flag and anthem commercial. It's like a it's like a, a rolling showroom. Yeah. I think I think I know the exact shirt you're talking about. Is that the one that we both ordered? The blue one? I think so. Yeah, we we gotta wear that. Oh. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, not 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 the uh, not a not like a button down. This is just a t-shirt. Gotcha. Yeah, guys, they got the best gear for summer. Flag and Anthem. Head on over, flagandanthem.com. Drop promo code dirty. You get twenty five percent off your first order, guys. That's a lot of percentages. You drop a hundred. Per- <laughs> that's dro- a that's a lot of percentages. You drop a hundred, and, and, and it's a high percentage too. Yeah, you drop a hundred bucks, you get twenty five bucks off, guys. You drop two hundred bucks, you get fifty bucks off. So go to flagandanthem.com, Drop promo code dirty to get twenty five percent off. And if you order some gear, let them know. Tweet at them. Tweet at us. We'll retweet it. We'll give you some love. So go take advantage of that great offer today. I will be wearing flag. I'm actually headed out tonight myself. I will for sure be wearing flag and anthem. I think we need some more pictures of people wearing flag and anthem things in places too. I agree. So I, you, I think we should do like a hashtag flag and anthem summer or something like that. Summer of the flag, summer of the yeah. FNA. Yeah, flag and anthem summer. I like that. So yeah, guys, tweet at us, send us Instagram, whatever you got, and uh, we will give you some love for sure. Flagandanthem.com, promo code dirty. Okay, we haven't talked baseball for a minute. 
I know, uh, as you, as, as, you know, I, I think for me, it's like you guys are killing it on slides. I kind of have pulled back from uh, some of the baseball talk. Nah, man, can never talk too much baseball. I, I like having two different sort of Andy perspectives too. Laz is, is Laz takes a very, you know, he sort of, he sort of downshifts into everything. He's very, very low key. You're, you're Mr. Hot Take. Your hot take, Ruther. Wait, wait, that's Let's, what that's what that's what my role is here. I am a hot take. I don't think I'm a hot take guy. You, you start staring off into the distance, and you're like, "We need to talk about Scooter Jeanette. This guy's killing it. <laughs> this is criminal. Why aren't we talking about Scooter Jeanette more?" It's funny. Fucking Cheddar I, Dick, fucking I, Cheddar Dick writers. Tim 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 Kirchin out there. Ah, ah, we don't need to talk about Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> I saw something the other day. Uh, I'm sure you saw this tweet. It was it was comparing. Did you see the tweet comparing the Mets and the Reds? No, I did not. You didn't see this tweet. Uh, no, you, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that that even exists. Yeah, you're not gonna like this. It was it was from I want to say four days ago, and the tweet said something like, "On this day, the Mets had the best record in baseball at 11 and one, and the Reds had the worst at like two and 12." And it said, "And now." The Reds currently have a higher winning percentage than the Mets. It was just basically saying, like, wow, how things have completely flipped, obviously, for both teams, but just more of it was from a, it was from a Mets uh, fan. It was more of just yeah. saying the, the tailspin that you guys have gone into. The Mets are the Mets have become so incredibly incompetent that now I can even predict it. I got in the car after the show last night. And the same driver who picked me up to take me to the show picked me up after. And I had a, I was bringing all my gear up so that I could come up to my mom's house. So I had a hat with me and, and we were talking Mets on the way up and he picks me up and uh, he goes, fuck, they finally won one tonight. I go, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, 3-1. And uh, I was like, oh, nice. And he goes, well, actually it was 3-1 in the bottom of the eighth when I left. And I was like, oh, no. So we lost 5-3. And he's like, don't say that. We lost 5-3. That's hilarious. They gave up four runs in the ninth. 5-3 loss. Yeah, man. It's a long season, dude. It's That's the thing. I mean, we're seeing that with, with the Dodgers. We, we said that they were, they were out, and it's like, look, it's a long season. I want to play, sure. play this clip, though, dude. This, uh, okay. this clip from... Arizona Diamondbacks uh, reliever, what's his name? Archie Bradley. Oh, yeah. this, this is the funniest thing ever. So one of my favorite things that we ever did in Dirty Sports was we brought back an old th- throwback Thursday. It was literally like three years ago of the infamous George Brett video of him telling all the guys what at spring training, how he shit his pants. And then just Water. Water. So, so George Brett, which then turned into a massive thing on our show where, like, for a month, you guys wouldn't stop calling in and leaving your favorite stories of shitting your pants. Like, it was out, yeah. of, it was out of control. Like, the dirt balls, as usual, you, you give them a fucking inch. And they take- I mean, yeah, but that George Brett story, that, that it's, it's, it's inspires that because it's such a fucking cl- – I mean, he and the last, like, couple sentences of that whole story is, like, woke up the next day, took a perfect double taper shit. Anyway, who's pitching this game? <laughs> so, yeah, it's an amazing video. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Again, it's on YouTube. So, Diamondbacks reliever Archie Bradley recently said that he shit his pants 
before entering a game. And he tells this just wonderful story. He goes on a, he goes on a, a Yahoo Sports Major League Baseball podcast. And I love it because the, I'll, I'll play the clip. It's only like a two-minute clip. They ask him, you know, his most embarrassing moment. And he goes right into it. He doesn't hold back. And you can see, if he does this for a guy like you and I, Joe, we're cool. But you can, you can almost see how, because he says shit and they end up bleeping it out because that's the kind of podcast these guys are doing. Shit. Right. Alex. But you can just see they're not ready for him to tell a story about him crapping his pants. Which, yeah. to, which to me is, is, makes it even funnier, right? Like yeah. you, you get these nerdy guys. So anyway, I want to uh, I, I want to play the clip again. This is of Diamondbacks reliever Archie Bradley telling the story about him shitting his pants. Great. Awkward moment you've had on. Right. It could be a mound. It could be. They're not ready for him to tell a story about him. Oh wait. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Because that's connected to the YouTube. Isn't that weird? (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea what you're saying. Did you hear that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically. Uh, oh, so basically, if you turn up the volume on your computer, the YouTube of us talking comes up. Yeah, from YouTube. Damn, amazing technology. Amazing. Thwarted again. Oh, I wanted to play this clip. I mean, can't you just can't you just mute the YouTube volume? Yeah, let me let me let me see let me see what I can do here. Andy does technology. Just just turn the volume down on the YouTube that you're watching. Yeah, I think it's on. Let me. Uh... <laughs> there we go. How do I fucking mute this thing though on the iPad? Anyway, uh, okay. Let, let's let's tr- let me try this again. And if, if we still hear us, then fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Tell it is actually see, this year. I, I was warming here. up Andy to go in a game. Just, uh, just turn the volume down on the YouTube that you're watching. What's yeah, that? I think it's on. Let me. Oh, now I'm, now I'm hearing you, Prano. This is a this is a disaster. <laughs> This is a this is a fucking disaster. Okay, now I'm here. Well, now I'm, guys, here's the deal. He shit his pants before going into a game. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I can just read the transcript. Let me just read because this is pretty funny. Let me read the transcript. He says, "And now another edition of Andy Ruther reads." He says, "I was warming up to go in a game, and I knew I had the next hitter." I knew he was on deck, and the at-bat was kind of taking a little long. And as a bullpen guy in these big situations, I call them nervous pees. I don't have to pee a lot, but I know I have to pee before I go into a game. I can't believe I'm telling you this. It's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. I have to pee. So I run in our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go, and I'm trying to pee, and I actually shit my pants. Like right before I'm about to go into the game, I poop my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know I'm a pitch away from going in the game, so I'm scrambling to clean myself up. I get it cleaned up the best I can, button my pants, and our bullpen coach, Mike Fetters, says, hey, you're in the game. So I'm jogging into the game to pitch with poop in my pants, essentially. (laughs) He shit his pants, and then he went and pitched. Yeah, and his stuff was especially filthy that day. (laughs) Uh, uh, like, I, I just, I just love the idea of the catcher, like after one pitch, being like, "Uh, um, can we get a new ball? This one looks scuffed." Oh, that's funny. Scuffed with duty. 
Like, is there, I would love to see, is there, do we have, I would love to see, is there visual evidence of, like, a skid mark on his pants? There must be, I don't know about that, but there, he's got to be able to remember the situation. We need to, this is the DSPN investigates. We need to pull, we need to figure out what that date was and pull a clip of him pitching in that game. Well, I think Deadspin tried to figure it out, because I, I got this article, of course, I got it from Deadspin. Uh, you know, Deadspin, Prano, great website when they post these things. But then the next the next page will be like, anti-Trump, blah, blah, blah. Like, Deadspin, pick a fucking lane, by the way. You guys used to be great. Uh, they said, they tried to... And how about more stories about Scooter Jeanette, you cheddar dicks? Yeah. <laughs> so they tried to pin this on a May 5th game against the Astros and it says photographic evidence from that appearance is inconclusive but it but, but this this claims it does fit the criteria it was a home game in which Bradley didn't give up any runs and entered the middle of the inning following a long at bat with a 2-2 count at one point which they pin on May 5th against the Astros all right i bet those pants could sell for a lot of money bro <laughs> I'd buy those. Dude, can you imagine? Those pants would be so great in the smut shack. Obviously, they've probably been washed. But if you had the actual shit-stained pants framed, that would be such a great addition to the smut studio. Yeah, I, that'd be great. You agree or disagree? I feel like you're hesitating on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'd be great. Like, it's weird when you have to explain it. It's like, so whose pants are those? Oh, so there was this Diamondbacks reliever, and he shit in them. Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Oh, you have to explain. Prino, when people walk into my apartment, I have to explain two Harambe's and a picture of your face over a horse. True. I mean, the amount of explaining I'm already doing. Touche, Andy Ruther. Touche. Uh, which, by the way, quick reminder, I'm just waiting for you to get home, Prano, to open up that uh, the next package, which I think is a canvas. Well, I'll be back Sunday night, so... We'll be doing a live Dirty Sports with me in the Smut Studio probably Monday morning. Can't wait. Okay, Major League Baseball. I'm hearing rumors. I'm reading rumors. Somewhere Shabelli's like, why did he change his voice for that? <laughs> I'm hearing rumors that they might go to the DH on both leagues, Prano. I hate this. I hate yeah. this. I, I hate it too. It's like you've got this weird issue where both leagues have – different rules. There's a clear answer on how to handle it. And you're making the other decision. (laughs) I mean, we've had, again, this is another one. We've had this conversation before. It just doesn't make any sense. I just hate it from like a strategic standpoint and double switches and using pitchers and whatever. And honestly, they fucked it up so long ago by putting it in one league and not the other that just leave it in one league. Just leave it. Do you know the history behind that? Why did they implement the designated hitter in the American League? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. It was, what, 1973? I think so, yeah. I I just don't get it. So Vietnam was probably involved. It's just, it's just again, we've, we've already said this many times on the show. There's no other professional sports league where 
half of the teams do one role and the other half, like, it's, it's, it's wild, man. Like, I know LSD and fucking a lot of those uh, psychedelics were big in the 70s. Was, was somebody, did somebody fucking pop some LSD and just come up with a crazy rule? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, but, but like I said, it's so absurd that you've already, like, you can't put it back in the box. But the answer is not fucking do, going for everybody. Just leave it now. Baseball is a fucking quirky sport. Just leave it quirky. One league has a different rule than the other league. When you get when you stop being good at actually playing baseball, but you can still kind of hit, congratulations. You're going to the American League. Yeah. I know. Man, dude, do I want to bring up this Brave story? This is fucking creepy, man. It's sad. I already Well, you already did. Yeah. The dude who died in the in the freezer installing beer taps. You know what's weird about this, especially, is he died in the freezer. And you remember when they had the freeze running against everybody? Yeah. There's something going on there. There's like this. There's a freeze conspiracy. Did the freeze kill? Is he killing people in the in freezers now? Too he soon. lost that. He lost that one race, and now he's just like he, he just went off the deep end. Now he's a murderer. Too soon, Prano. Too soon. Yeah, so somebody died in their new stadium. What is it, SunTrust? And uh, they basically found him in the walk-in freezer, and it was a guy who was installing beer taps. So he basically locked him. Oh, dude, the thought of that, to me, I, like, I can't think of a worse death. Can you? But what actually happened to him? I think he just froze to death, man. No. He froze to death? I think so. Wow. Unless Mr. Freeze got him like you like you're claiming. <laughs> this Time is- for you to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Todd Keeling. He was a 48-year-old from Minnesota. He's found dead inside a walk-in beer cooler at the Braves ballpark on Tuesday afternoon. The Braves still end up playing that or the Braves have played their last game against the Reds the night before. And his body's found. Police were investigating foul play. He was an inventor who was in Atlanta to install near, n- new beer taps around the ballpark. His company, Draftwell, produces beer taps that allow stadiums to pour beers three times faster than conventional taps, and Keeling had already installed Draftwell systems at the Twins and White Sox ballparks. So he was, looks like, uh, uh, putting these in, at, in in the Braves ballpark and somehow locked himself in. That he was somehow trapped in the cooler and couldn't get out. Oh my god! Yeah, that's bad, dude. That like gives me that like gives me anxiety just reading that. Ah. Well, hopefully he started drinking. <laughs> oh, this poor guy, man. I feel awful. I mean, yeah, that's like like again, like I can't think of a worse way to die. You fucking so uh, so apparently uh, stadium workers explore the the freezers and all the uh, storage spaces of their stadium about as often as their fans explore the seats. Oh, shots fired to the Braves fans! Some of the worst fans in baseball. They're like, how did how did we not find them like changing the the kegs? Oh well, we actually only seven people showed up to the game, so we didn't change the kegs for like four weeks. Yeah, I know. We 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 have to we have to lighten the mood, though. We have to say 
you know, this just reminds me of the time, and I always said it, when, when my fraternity used to work uh, once a year for a week at the, at, the, at the Cardinals games where we'd be pouring the beer and we would just get shit-faced and they would ban us. That, <laughs> that, that's the only way I can lighten this mood. What kind of fucking organization of the St. Louis Cardinals where they're just, like, letting fraternity kids serve beer? <laughs> Dude, it makes no sense. And I know I've said this story. What would happen is we would raise money for our formal. So every year we did our fraternity formal at Lake of the Ozarks, which is, you know, also an amazing show on Netflix, by the way. So we would do our formal there. And so, yeah, we would go and the Cardinals would let for like one week, we'd rotate 15, 20 guys serving beer and then, but we'd always be drinking the beer. Like we, I mean, I've said the story. I, I was the guy making. I was the guy on hot dog duty, and I was so drunk. My buddy's like, "Dude, it's the third inning. You've made like five times way too many hot dogs. Like these are all going to go to waste." It was just a shit show. <laughs> and then the woman discovered we were drinking. We all got kicked out like mid game. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that th- maybe this is what the Mets are doing. Are, are they just letting a fraternity fucking be our scouting department? <laughs> Like, there, there's this drunk kid, Andy Ruther, he's cooking hot dogs, and he just drafted four 40-year-olds out of a community college. Dude, I hate to say it, but the, the woman who was in charge of us was for sure on, like, serious end of the spectrum. And when she discovered that we were drinking, like, she didn't know, like, her head exploded. <laughs> like, she did not know what to do. Because what they do at those stadiums to keep track of everything, Prano, is what they do is you... They count the cups. They count all the glasses or the plastic cups or the paper cups. So what what they give you to drink is a small white cup, right? Mm-hmm. So that was what we were supposed to drink from, you know, obviously the, the soda fountain. And But it's like, well, why would we not fill the white cups with beer? And so my, you know, the guys who were working the actual beer dispenser would say, they, they were 10-ounce cups, I remember, because they'd say, they'd be like, I got one for you, Ruther. You'd run, you'd run from where your station was real quick, slam it, and then go back to your station. But the problem was, like anything, the more drunk you get, they started just backlogging all the cups. So she walked over, and there was like eight cups of beer sitting there ready for people to drink that we fell behind. And that's when she lost her shit. And then somebody from the Cardinals came and was like, oh, my God, man, what are you guys doing? It's like, well, what do you think? Like, I mean, I, I just imagine them being like... <laughs> Talking to this fucking lady who's on the spectrum, she's like, "I've, I've, 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 I've come up with a great system. There's, there's, there's gonna be tall, tall cups for the, for the customers, and small, small cups for the workers, and then I'll, I'll be able to track the cups by counting how many are left at the end of the day." And they're like, "Are there any, are there any flaws in your system, Judy? That you see?" She's like, "No, no, no, I, 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 I don't see any flaws. Anyway, uh, I got to go let this fraternity in to work the beer station now." <laughs> They're like, they're like, what's happening? No, come back. I mean, not to mention. Okay, who? Which one of you is the one that shits in the laundry? You're gonna work the hot dogs. <laughs> not to mention, the more I think about it, most of us weren't even 21. What's what's yeah. that? What's that rule? Do you have to be 21 to serve beer? I, I guess no, you because you're a waiter, you're serving it. You're not 21, but pouring it, I would assume. I wonder what the law is on that. Man, Judy, re- <laughs> Judy really fucked up. Yeah, dude, I, I'll never forget. I was so lit. I go, God, I'm so drunk. Like, I this is gonna be so hard. 
I remember going to my buddy. I go, what inning is it? And he goes, it's at the top of the third, Ruth. Or you can't even open your eyes. Because <laughs> you, you got to show up to those games like an hour and a half. And you're, you're, like, you're like, Cutter, this game is banging. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote a paper for my buddy that night. <laughs> True story. I hopped on the, uh, I hopped on uh, whatever, the, I forget the St. Louis public transportation, the, their transit system. I hopped on it, went home, and I wrote a paper for my buddy. Lit. Man, it's amazing. The old days, the old days, Prano. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah. How bad does a student have to be where you hire Andy Ruther to write your paper for you? You know what it is? Here's the deal. It, it was my buddy. He actually listens to this show. He's uh, he's one of, one of my good buddies. I'm I'm a, I'm a good paper writer, and I, I always did well in the in my English classes, of course, because you know I, I like that shit. And uh, basically. I'm a good bullshit artist when it comes to writing papers. So people used to hire me all the time in my fraternity. I'd write papers of things I never read. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm locked into a blinking guy meme, and I'm not sure I can get out of this loop. <laughs> Why are you so surprised? <laughs> just like, <laughs> were guys just like, I mean, call me crazy. Would you do well on papers for that you didn't? even know anything about like sometimes i talk to you about things you actually watched and i'm like this is the take that you came up with from this i think i'm very good expressing myself in words i think a lot of people would agree I'm, i i in fact in fact i might go as far as to say i am much better at expressing myself uh in written form versus verbal form which kind of is, is ridiculous considering uh i do three podcasts a week <laughs> and go on stage to tell jokes so I don't know what that says about me, but you know, you see some my right. I, I I can write. You're, all right. you're like I'm I'm better I'm better at the written word than the verbal word. You could almost say that the, my written word it's lit, fam, banging papers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely amazing. All right, and another dead person story news. <laughs> Genor- <laughs> Following up that, another in. In related dead person story news. See, see what I did there, Prano? Uh, <laughs> Janoris Jenkins' brother killed somebody. And the body was found at his house. Now, Janoris Jenkins is a member of the New York Giants. And this is, oh, man. He was in Florida, I believe, training with the team. And they found a dead body at his house in what, Jersey? Yeah. Man. All this news came out the same day. It was like it was like dead body story day for sports news. Yeah. So uh, what's what's the it, story here? I I actually don't know the story. I I know that I know from the league standpoint. I'm pretty sure the guy was a black guy, so the league doesn't give a shit at all. Um, but now it's just a criminal investigation of his brother, I believe. Yeah. But it was on it was on Janoris Jenkins' property. But I but. The, what I heard he was being charged with was like aggravated manslaughter, which usually means a fight. Uh, broke out and and somebody died. Uh, yeah, or like you know, a beating. I always wonder what that was. That's what that means when they say uh, aggravated manslaughter. Well, like murder is like when you you actively try to kill somebody. You know what I mean? And manslaughter is when you accidentally kill somebody. But aggravated manslaughter is like you're you accidentally kill somebody. Basically, by beating them. I got you. So, so we can or, or 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 some sort of crime of passion. You know, I guess you could have aggravated manslaughter if you get into an argument with somebody while you're in your car, and then you, you know, 
you you rev your engine and try to like you know scare them with your car or whatever you end up driving over them and killing them that would be aggravated manslaughter but oj simpson murder murder got in his car with the intent to go kill somebody caitlin jenner aggravated manslaughter which uh somehow she got out of yeah well i think uh, i think uh, eventually they charged her with aggravated translaughter because <laughs> I don't the show because <laughs> you can't be it can't be manslaughter <laughs> aggravated translaughter you need to fucking tr- you need to patent that that's an excellent term that's amazing aggravated translaughter nobody talks about that that's the South Park was the only one that really just kept hitting that home on all their episodes like are we going to ignore, okay, you went from a dude to a chick. We're just going to ignore that you rear-ended somebody on the PCH because you were fixing your makeup or some shit, or playing on your phone. Like, you killed somebody. Yeah. Are oh, you, Caitlin. Are you, uh, are, are you still trying to take your anti-NFL stance? What's the deal, Prano? What, what are we doing? Are, are they still forcing players to come out and stand up for the national anthem? I, I need an update, Prano. What's the deal? Well, I'm asking you. They are, right? Uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, so I'm still on the anti-NFL campaign. Okay. I got you. Which is really ruining my sports life because the Mets fucking stink. The Knicks aren't about to get LeBron James. So it would be just about that time to start getting revved up for the football again. You'll be back. I'm going to force you back. I, I'm going to personally show up to the NFL Network and uh, demand a sit-down with Roger Goodell so we can can fucking clear the air. That way we can get you back. We need, I'm telling you, we need a black player or former player on the show. I need to to talk to them about what they want me to do. I will make that happen. I'm a man of the people. Okay, I will make that happen. I will will reach out to some people. The problem is you've been gone, let's be honest. So, and and then we're both leaving again next week. Who's going to do the show, by the way? Are, are we just going to... Uh, who's going to do the show? You and I both leave next week. Uh, the the two largest Patreon donors over the next week. <laughs> That's it. So, we're selling the seats. We, You know what we could do? Instead of like Airbnb, they, yeah, they can come to the place. They can record. They can do everything. I'll, I'll leave a key under the under uh, a mat. No, how they get into Savage Town? Savage Town Forever. Like, Oh, yeah, Trevor has my keys. That's right. Savage Town is just out of control, bro. There's so many cameras now. There's like 15 cameras where I live now, which really kills anybody hooking up in a hot tub, though, I just realized. Why? I mean, you got somebody watching you. Who gives a fuck? Although I wouldn't hook up in that hot tub anyway. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right? But if you're going to go for it, fuck it. Just go for it. So are you going to be here July 4th? I will not. I will be. Thanks for mentioning it. I'll be at Safeco Field watching Mariners Angels. Man. But but July, you're mostly here after you come yeah. back from Bingle. Ju- yeah. I leave July 3rd, go up to Seattle July 4th. I will be at Safeco for the game. July 5th, I will be in transit to Lake Chelan, Washington for my birthday. And then the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, I'll be performing out there at Campbell's Resort. So come and check those out. And then I will return here. Uh, I believe on the. I will return to LA. I believe on the ninth. And then I'm pretty much back for most of July 
save for some Eddie, some shows with Eddie, Bingle Fest, possibly, and uh, La Jolla Comedy Store down in San Diego. Well, I think we're already doing plugs. You want to wrap this up? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, because I, the whole thing with, with – I don't know how to – how do you mute the iPad? Bro, I don't, I don't know what you're working with over there, so. But I don't know how to mute the iPad. I, I can turn the volume all the way down. I don't know how to mute it for calls. And yeah. I, and I don't want to unplug shit. Does that make sense? Because all this shit's plugged in. Well, guys, uh, we had some great calls. I saw them on the rundown. I actually read the rundown today. And uh, we got some great calls. We'll do those on, uh, on Monday when I get back. Yeah, yeah I'd, love to, I'd love to keep those for Monday. Uh, great. So, exactly. So, guys, go right now. Do the dirtball thing and go subscribe to uh, Dirty Slides and leave a comment, leave a review. I know we're pushing it hard, but I want to, you know me, Prano, you know me. Like I taste, I see that charting, not sharding. I see charting and I just, you know me, I just want to keep the show in the charts. I like get off on that shit. You see, you smell blood in the water. You're a, you're a chart shark. Ah, totally. Uh, so yeah, guys, go do that. Go see Prano. I think he, you know, he's he's all over the place. You got to support him. He just named all the shows he's doing. JoePrano.com. Yep, and uh, New Brunswick uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Uh, Stress Factory, come out and uh, and see me. Perfect. DirtySports.com. You guys know what to do. You can drop us an iTunes review too. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, so support support all things Dirty Sports Network related. And uh, you can follow Joe at Fix Your Life, me at Andy Ruther, and the show at The Dirty Sports. And all these videos are up on YouTube, even today's, guys. We're streaming every episode. So uh, support the show. All right, Prano, any other parting words? Nope, that's it. You guys enjoy your, your fantastic weekends, and I will see you on Monday. All right, Dirtballs, thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>